When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed, cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said, my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, hello. This is Let's Talk About Myths, baby. I'm Liv and I kind of just a little bit fucking love Greek mythology. Well, friends, it's that time again. Time for the next installment in the series on the myths of the Zodiac. It's Taurus season, as I have seen repeatedly on social media in various ways, which means it's time for me to talk to you about Zeus and his bullshit. But the thing is, technically I've covered the story of Taurus before, both versions of it, though not explicitly. 
But over a year and a half later, I have endless more sources to refer to and endless more skill in storytelling. So this will be a little different. Minimyth, Zodiac Constellations, Europa, Zeus, and his bullshit, Taurus. Taurus, it seems, is a constellation with endless associated mythology, and so much of it not Greek at all. As for the Greek, though, while there are so many bulls from so many myths that could and might be interpreted as that of Taurus, the general consensus is it's one of the following two. Agenor, still don't know how to pronounce that one, and Queen Telephassa of Phoenicia, now Lebanon, have a number of children. The two we care about, though, are Europa and Cadmus. One day, Zeus, in all his creepy old man glory, spots Europa. As is Zeus's way, he sees this young girl and decides he must have her. Truly, Zeus, you are a predator. Zeus decides he must have Europa, and so he begins to plan how it can happen. The king has cattle, you see, and Zeus does love a good transformation. He decides he will send his own son, Hermes, our favorite trickster and messenger god, to drive the king's cattle toward the beach. Hermes does this, he doesn't ever turn down an order from Zeus, and when the cattle are on the beach, the beach where Europa and some of her friends just happen to be spending their day, Zeus joins them. Zeus transforms himself into a white bull, a majestic, stunning, practically glowing in its wonder, white bull. He mingles with the other cattle, but this beautiful white bull stands out. He stands out and he catches the eye of Europa. It's not hard to. Such beautiful white fur and the sparkling sunlight next to the brilliant blue Mediterranean. It's picturesque, damn it. Europa is intrigued by this interesting bull, and she wants to pet him. She leaves her group of friends and cautiously approaches the bull. Now, I don't have any experience with bulls, but honestly, this seems sketchy to me, no matter how pretty and cute he might be. In any event, Europa's ballsy, or perhaps just very naive, she approaches the bull. But he's friendly. He takes her pets, and in his cute bull way, he just encourages her more. The mysterious bull is receptive to her. She begins to play with him. She puts a garland of flowers around his head and gives him lots of nice ear scratches. Europa is so intrigued by this bull, and the bull seems so lovely and docile that she climbs onto his back, letting him walk her down towards the water. But when the bull reaches the water, he doesn't stop like Europa expects. The bull just keeps walking into the water, Europa still clinging to his back, and she starts to worry. The bull wades into the sea until he can't wade anymore, and then he swims. Europa, having absolutely no fucking clue how to get out of this one, panics and just holds on tightly to the bull's neck as he swims off into the sea. Finally, after hours of swimming, the bull finally finds land and Europa, if just for a second, feels like she can breathe again. The bull wades ashore with Europa still on his back, on the island of Crete. Once they're on dry land, Europa leaps off the bull and the bull transforms! 
Well, not back into Zeus. No, for some creepy reason, in this version, Zeus transforms from a bull into an eagle? And yeah, as an eagle, the myth tells us, he rapes Europa next to a spring. Nice they give us these lovely details, isn't it? Anyway, I just also want to say that so many sources use the word ravish when they mean rape, and it's pretty gross. I guess I understand that you don't want your book of myths to be 60% the word rape, but there should be a better way of sugarcoating it without, well, sugarcoating it quite like this. So in the form of an eagle, the logistics for which I will not try to understand, Zeus rapes Europa and together they have three children, Minos, Rhadamanthus, and Sarpedon. These men are not triplets, so we're to believe Zeus and Europa were together at least three times, which I mean is something new and different for Zeus, I guess. Rare, he has more than one rando child with a woman, so there you go. Eventually, though, Zeus leaves Europa on Crete, and the bull form he'd taken to kidnap her is placed in the stars as the constellation Taurus, and one of their sons, Minos, grows up to be the king we all know so well, the one who is married to Pasiphae. Some say that it was not the bull form of Zeus that becomes the constellation Taurus, that instead, it's another bull associated with the island of Crete. Queen Pasiphae, wife of Minos, neglected her worship of Aphrodite. For years, the daughter of Helios, sister of Circe herself, neglects to make offerings to the goddess of love, and don't we all know what to expect when the gods are not appeased? Aphrodite grows angry with Pasiphae and... Surprise, surprise, seeks to punish her for not worshipping as she should. Her punishment? Aphrodite causes Pasiphae to fall in love, not with her husband, not even with another man. Aphrodite causes Pasiphae to fall in love with a bull. Pasiphae and Minos employ a man named Daedalus, or in some versions, he's their captive more than their employee. Regardless, Pasiphae has the power to instruct the great inventor Daedalus to make her whatever she wants. And because of Aphrodite, Pasiphae wants a means of having sex with the bull she's fallen so hard for. Mm -hmm. Yes, you heard me. So, on Pasiphae's very bizarre and quite concerning instruction, Daedalus builds her, for lack of a better word, a contraption. He builds a wooden cow. Yes, a wooden cow. It's hollow, you see. Yes, hollow. It's a hollow wooden cow that he covers in real cow skin. Yes, a hollow wooden cow covered in real cow skin, and therefore, real cow scent. It's a hollow wooden cow covered in real cow scent that, when finished, Daedalus places strategically in view of the bull Pasiphae loves so dearly. And, well, Pasiphae climbs on in. Pasiphae climbs on in to this hollow wooden cow covered in real cow scent and positions herself in a position? And, I mean, how can one describe what Pasiphae intends to do? She fucks the bull while hiding in a hollow wooden cow, and let me tell you, this is one of the reasons I started this podcast, because I just want to talk about instances like this. How did they come up with this idea? Why did they come up with this idea? Were people regularly lusting after bulls? Did they want that in some way? Was this aspirational? Or was it viewed as something to be abhorred? 
if it was something to be aboard, why tell a such a detailed story? All great questions I would really love answers to. So Pasifae fucks this bull, and guess what? She gets pregnant. That's right, pregnant! Pasifae gets pregnant, and in time, she gives birth to a healthy baby. Well, a healthy baby that she names Asterion. The only thing about Asterion is that, well, he's only half-human. Bottom half-human, top half-bull. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is the Minotaur. And sure, we all know the Minotaur, but what I really want us considering is what he must have looked like as a baby. What a story. Also, go read Circe. Anyway, the bull that Pasiphae fucked is eventually killed by Heracles as one of his twelve labors and placed in the sky as the constellation Taurus. All to say, you Tauruses out there, you have some great options for the myth your zodiac constellation is based on. Not disturbing at all. Oh, friends, thanks for listening as we continue on with the myths of the Zodiac constellations. Thank you to all who listened to the Lysistrata episode last week. I really, I mean, it's so impossible to say what I feel as a woman who supports the right to do whatever the fuck you want with your body to what I think hearing about the Georgia law and how I would possibly feel if I lived there, I can't imagine. And I think that we should all just be paying a lot of attention and really speaking up. And I'm going to use my platform to do it because what little one I have is going to be used for good. Today's episode comes from varied sources, mostly because I just know the story of Zeus and Europa quite well on my own, but I did read Ovid's telling in The Metamorphoses, as well as Robert Graves' version in his telling of the Greek myths, and also, I don't know I've mentioned it enough. I want you all to know how wonderful and helpful the website theoi.com is. It's an incredible mythological resource, mostly because it tells you countless ancient sources for a myth or a character. It helps me find the sources for stories really often and was really helpful with the Circe episode. So check them out. A plus stuff. Thank you all again. You're all so very wonderful. I am Liv and I love this shit. When the Taliban banned music in Afghanistan, millions were plunged into silence. Radios were smashed. Cassettes burned. You could be beaten or jailed or killed for breaking the rules. And yet, Afghans did it anyway. This is the story of how a group of people brought music back to Afghanistan by creating their own version of American Idol. The danger they endured. They said my head should be cut off. The joy they brought to the nation. You're free completely. No one is there to destroy you. I'm John Legend. Listen to Afghan Star on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. 
Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.